0: ready. better yeah. get Should I start it? You come in on the chorus. Wait. No, let me, <laughs> let me get it.
1: straight into it? The whole thing?
2: Good morning. It's good to have you here, and we welcome those who are joining us by Zoom. Um, what a beautiful day it is to come and to worship the Lord. A uh, couple of announcements. Oh, excuse me. Um, I don't think I know you. Um, how are you? Charles Walker. Cat, we haven't seen you in a long time. It's good to have you here. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, we have the same last name. So anyway, uh, for those who are watching on Zoom, we are glad that uh, my wife Kathy is here. As you know, uh, she had had uh, heart surgery four weeks ago, and this is her first time coming to church, so um, now I have to behave myself because you're here. Maybe. probably not. Anyway, it is good to have her here, and it's good to have those who are visiting with us today as well. So a couple of announcements today. Uh, we're going to uh, have Trunk or Treat uh, hosting again. That's going to be October 28th. I know we're still in September, but I want to go ahead and let you know. Um, it's going to be from 6 to 8, um, and so there's a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board. Uh, the changes in October. Uh, our Bible study class is going to be moving um, on Sunday, October 3rd. To six thirty, we will meet this Wednesday. But uh, then we'll start uh, meeting on Sunday nights, and then our prayer meetings are going to be coming back, and that'll be on Wednesday, beginning October six, with a starting time at six thirty. We're trying to keep most everything, either Sundays or um, during the week, meetings and prayer times, and kind of six thirty, just to have just a sense of normalcy. Um. Other things that are going on, we we are looking for things for the parsonage, so if there's some things that you would like to donate, as far as furniture or other things, uh, come talk to me or to Dave Cole. Uh, Today there's a free uh, concert, Uh, it's at Zion Evangelical Church in Anvil, Uh, that starts at 3 o'clock, Then Sings My Soul, it is uh, hymns and songs inspired uh, by the ministry of Billy Graham. And then, um Daniel, you have a yes. yes uh yeah,
1: um it's fall officially now, and that means football and some of us uh for the last number of years now in the fall have uh been meeting on Sunday afternoons at uh the palmyra at one of the fields by Palmyra high School um to play some. Very informal, friendly flag football games. It's some of us from this church, some and some people from Encounter Church, um, and uh, we meet. We're gonna start meeting starting today, um, Sundays at two p.m. It's out by the front. It's a field by the front of the high school. Like if you're on Park Drive, um, there's like a grassy area off to the like left of the school, facing the front entrance. Um, that's where we've we've been doing it the last couple of years. Um, like, it's very, like I said, it's very non-competitive and formal, it's just for fun and exercise um, and uh, we'll be doing it every Sunday at 2 for the next couple of months when there's good weather um, so yeah, we'd love for anybody to come out and join us and that, that's actually for our senior citizens, so uh, <laughs> please come
2: out um, no, no, no senior citizens, we do tackle for them, okay, that, right. this is flag yeah. football, so just letting you know any other announcements uh, this week? Then if not, um, would you please stand for the call to worship? This is from Second Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verses 19 through 20. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God.
3: See remains. Should I stumble again? Side out, Lord, let justice and praise.
0: I don't have anything today. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that to make a wretched stray No
2: coming to this time of prayer. Um, I do want to share a note that we had received uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, This is to the congregation. Um, And this is from uh, Missy, a friend of Sharon's that we had been praying for. And she writes, to everyone who has taken the time to pray for me and my family during this trying ordeal, I thank you and my family thanks you for all the support uh, we're not through the woods yet, but off to a good start. And again, we appreciate your prayers and kindness. God bless. Uh, and that's from Missy uh, Lightly. So um, we want to keep uh, her in prayer. Um, other prayer concerns or praises that you have? Yes, Thelma. I just want to thank everyone again for your prayers. I'll never be able to tell you how much they meant to me and mean to me yet. Uh, Keep praying. I have a year to go to see where the kidney cancer uh, goes or progresses. Um, I'm stage one, which is good, and hopefully um, it will be very slow growing in my lifetime. Uh, they would like to let it go untouched at this point. Okay. okay. Well, pra- yeah. Oh. It, what a praise, Thelma, to, to get that call and that you, uh, I mean, just good news of all the things that are going on. And all the praise is to God. For all you people and to him. Um, prayer, prayer answers are a lot of things. So thank you, Thelma, for sharing okay. any other Uh, concerns or praises that uh, you have Uh, Amy
1: from Zoom um, Jim Rothline just says he's dealing with loneliness right now and really would like to be around people and is having a hard time that he's not so just keep him in prayer
2: okay we will keep Jim in our prayers hopefully he can come back and join us any other prayer concerns or, or praises Wow. So, is anyone having a good day? Yes? Can I hear amen if you're having a good day? Amen. Amen. I have one. Okay.
1: I should have did this last week, but my wife turned. It was her birthday last month, this past Monday, so I just thought I'd share that. I'm not going to tell you her age because she's already probably going to beat me up now. So. <laughs>
2: Okay, I'm, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not brave enough to save it, say it either. So, oh, great! Now, now I've got to do math. Great.
1: Now that my dad announced my birth year, uh, I guess we're going to praise that he's made it down to visit with us this weekend and was able to see Nicholas perform uh, with the marching band yesterday at the Mill and Hershey game. So, thankful for time with dad.
2: Okay, well, it's good to have you here, sir. And we're glad for our visitors. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Um, Well, let's... Oh.
1: It's good to see Kathy here. And also the flowers out in front of the church are beautiful.
2: You mean this Kathy? It's good to see her? (laughs) She drove here. So that's a big thing. I mean, she's now, you know, starting to drive. Um... So we're, we're glad that she's doing well. Uh, Judy?
0: I have permission to share uh, that the Cole family has uh, tested positive for COVID this past week.
2: So let's pray for the Cole family as they're having to isolate. We'll pray for, for healing. Any others? Looking around, looking around. Okay, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, as we come before you, Lord, we're here to praise you, to worship you, to celebrate you. Because of your great love for us, to send your son to die on a cross because of that great love. And because of that great love, he rose again from the dead and. Jesus ascended into heaven, and because of his death and resurrection, we have new life. And so, Lord, we celebrate that. But, Lord, so many, so many don't know you. So, Lord, we pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be your hands, your feet, your mouth, your ears whatever we can do to reach those through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, use us. Lord, we do pray for a revival, not only in this country, but around the world, so that people will come to know you. Lord, we pray for the praises of people getting great reports from doctors, those who are recovering from major surgery, those that have a joy in their heart. But Lord, we also lift up those that are struggling, either with loneliness or with um, depression or whatever health reason Maybe there are personal issues. Maybe there's sickness. Lord, we know that when we turn to you, you will hear these prayers. So, Lord, we lift up those that are struggling, those that are hurting. I mean, Lord, we pray for healing. So, Lord, guide us now into your service into your worship, so everything we do will honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Before I go into the scripture, I'm reminded that there's a new painting, Um, maybe Kirk, it's a drawing, but anyway, there, a drawing that Kirk uh, did for, actually did for me and for the church, and now it's out there in the hallway for everyone to see. So as you're going out there, and it's not a print, I just wanted to say that because you told me not, it's not a print because your hair would fall out. Uh, but it's not. But Kurt, thank you for your donation and, and for your uh, hard work uh, on that. Our text is from Second Corinthians chapter five, verses sixteen through twenty-one. Reading from the New Living Translation. So we have to stop evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought Christ was merely from merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. His old life is gone and a new life has begun. And all of this is from a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting People sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, Come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be an offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. May God add his. Blessings to this reading. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, guide my words and our hearts so that it would be acceptable to you and to help us learn from you. In Christ's name, amen. So we have been talking uh, for four weeks now over truth and trends, and so this is the last uh, sermon on on this. Um, We've been talking about the world standards and our standards. And it seems that what Paul is writing here in uh, Corinthians is that there's some type of world standard that looks at an outward appearance. Christ looks at an inward appearance. And so we must in this very dark world live to be a light to others we have to be motivated by his love and truth of the gospel we have become a new creation in him we are no longer against God God is actually for us so who can be against us we are we're in a right relationship. And so now we are ambassadors for Christ. Uh, by the way, um, last month in the ministry council meeting, I talked about um, that we, we're in need of, we're trying to come up with greeters or ushers or whatever. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really care for those names. I was thinking about ambassadors. And then, it reminded me today, as I, as I was looking over this, is that I need ambassadors. And guess what? If you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're an ambassador. That means at any point in time, I could come to you and ask you for help. Amen? Okay, good. I wanting to make sure I hear, heard that. Amen. So Sam, I could come to you and say, "Sam, I need an ambassador." And you would go, "Yes, sir." Or, yes, pastor. Or, yes, Charles. Whatever. Or, yeah, I don't... (laughs) But we are ambassadors. That means to greet people. And not just here in church. We're ambassadors of Christ wherever we go. It's not just a Sunday morning ambassador. This means for life. In fact, when I looked up the Greek word... um, that described in the text, it always came back as ambassador. And so Christ has asked us to be that because we're a new creation. We have new life. Jesus said to the 12 that they were representatives. They were his. And that they would go and seek others. And sometimes it's really hard to do that. Because we have to actually submit to God's teaching, to his truth. To be grounded in that. To be a part of the spirit. And sometimes we kind of want to do things our way. I talked in Sunday school today about a person who was about to retire, and he was very adamant of, you know, I've retired. I now I'm get to live according to my plan, and then he had a message from someone wanting him and his wife to be part of a um, to be part of a, a youth home for troubled youth, and he he first responded but that's not my plan. My plan now is to retire, to enjoy life. And yet, he finally answered the call and became house parents for two years because he accepted that he had to work God's plan. And God does that. We, we so much love our plans. We have, we've made them. And we don't want anything to go wrong. In fact, if, if our plans go wrong, we get upset. I mean, I wanted to be a singer. But you have to have a voice to actually sing. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a really good football player. But I wasn't. I did an incredible job starting... On the right side of the bench. Okay, that's a little joke. A little. Obviously little, because Ray's looking, yeah, that was a little, very little. I wanted to do all these great things for God, and like God was saying, I just need you to be yourself. Sometimes we we look at our lives and go, we want to be different, we want to be like so-and-so, and yet God says, You're fine the way I've made you. In fact, you are wonderfully made. There are times I've had to talk to people why did God make me this way? Because he loves you. We should not be looking at outward appearances, we need to look at what's inside. And as Christ ambassadors, we have to look, our outside actions and words have to actually match our inside. Have you ever come across a sign that says, honk if you love Jesus? And if you honk at them, they get upset. But that was on their bumper sticker, and they're like, Are you, does it actually match? If we go into whatever restaurant if we go to any other place are we acting as Christ's ambassadors? Understand that everyone that we come in contact to is fighting the same battles that we are. Maybe not the same exact ones, but we fight temptation so does someone else. And we never know what they're fighting against. We don't know their struggles. But we have to remember that we're fighting against sin, not people. This is why we can show grace and not judgment. How do we look on the outside world? I've shared a story that a lot of times I do not dress like a pastor. There are times. My standard of okay, just letting you know. When I became a pastor I thought, okay, so I have to wear khakis all the time, I have to wear a nice shirt, I have to wear a tie. That that lasted a week. My standard uniform for the past thirty five years has been a button down collar and blue jeans. That's it. I have not changed my parents since a senior in high school. I mean, once you have style, you just go with it. I haven't changed. And people will sometimes come into the office, um, and they'll look at me, and the first thing they think of, where's the pastor? Because they think maybe I'm the custodian, because sometimes I'll wear my firefighting shirt, and I have jeans on, and they're just like, And they'll go, where's the pastor? I'm like, I'm I'm the pastor. And they kind of look at me and they go, really? This is what you get. And then we get to talk and then they realize, oh yeah, he is a pastor. Because it has, my outside actions have to match what my inside actions are. You and I have been transformed by Christ And so how do we, it doesn't matter how we look going into church, it's how to actually be the church. I used to have fun uh, with my wife when we'd go out to eat, and we'd always pick out people who've come to church, or come from church. Always in a coat and tie. In fact, 30 years ago when I started, actually 35 years ago, Starting in ministry, everyone on staff, all the men had to be in coat and ties. Right? Remember where none of you would come to church without a tie on, right? You had to have a tie, you had to have a coat on. You're not, Sam, you're not wearing a tie. No, I don't wear ties. You don't wear ties. No, they choked you. Even way back when? Well, quite a few years ago, I stopped you, you stopped. Well, praise the Lord. We used to say, you know, they're coming from church. It's great when you don't know. And you actually talk to people because we get so, we get so, I don't want to say judgmental, but we get to the point of we look at people outside and then start to judge them without actually getting to know them. This is, what Christ has asked us to do. Because we have people who don't know Christ. In fact, today, uh, Ron Lutz, when he was praying, he was praying for those unsaved. There's a desperate need for people to hear the gospel that they have been forgiven. Not only for their past sins, not only for their present, but for their future sins. They're forgiven. Christ died for those sins. They're gone. In fact, we just sang songs today about the sins that he died. Our sins put them on the cross, and now they're gone. So why do we hold on to them? But in the need to go out to people, there is a desperate need. There has to be urgency and there has to be compassion. Because the world is full of people that are in darkness, that are ignorant of God's grace and truth. To be ambassadors. Sometimes we don't always fit in. I tried that in college. I, I was never in the in group in high school because, well, I was a Christian, and and you know, and I couldn't do this or that because I felt I, I couldn't. But I always wanted to be a part of that group. So when college came, uh, yeah, there were some pictures uh, that have been hidden on Facebook. Uh, some of my friends would point out, "Hey." Pastor uh, Charles, you remember when you did this in college? See, thank goodness Facebook didn't, um, wasn't there in college. Uh, they would do things, and there were some crazy times. Um, and I was trying to be in both worlds. I was trying to be with all the cool people and in the fraternity and all this, and then I was also trying to be in the church. The problem is I had to be in one or the other. I had to realize I had to be in church in the body of Christ I can't serve two masters and so it's okay if I don't fit in it's okay if I'm the odd person out because this is not my home heaven is my home we can live a, percival, a pers, per, We can live with purpose by reaching out to others with love of Christ in our homes, in our schools, in our business, in our communities. Maybe we can't preach the gospel in schools, but we can show them by our actions. Maybe you can't pray at your business, but you can show them Christ. there are people out there who who struggle of being set apart and that's good because we are set apart we're not always going to fit in we're always going to be standing up for truth trying to help people fight their own darkness of sin as we fight ours. So when you come to church, why do you come? Most of you come because someone invited you or you were brought up in the church. It used to be that everyone would go to their church. In fact, 50, 70 years ago, pretty much Sundays were the place to be I mean, the church is the place to be on Sunday mornings, and now it's not. There's an article in Christianity Today that 90% of unbelievers will never come to church. And people go, wow, that's, that's a whole lot. But understand, why would they come to church? We prayed that people from the lost would come in, but if they don't know anyone, they they wouldn't be here. Why would they come? They won't come here, we have to go out. And then they will come. I was talking about meeting on neutral ground. Years ago, in serving a church, very large church, we were wanting to do missions. We had some people who needed um, to be served. We were gonna provide a meal for them. And the mission chairperson and I got into kind of an argument of we have to do it at church. We have to do it at church. We have to, we have to. And I said no, because at the time, serving a very large church, it's too intimidating. People are not gonna come if they don't know anyone. And someone said, well, yeah, they'll come, they'll come. Just watch. And so we did. We had this thing. We put it out in all the, the media, and guess what? We had one person come. And then I said, well, what if, once they came back and said, okay, what do we do now? I said, well, what if we meet at a, at a park? Because then we won't be so intimidating And the next time we did it, we had 150 people. And then some of those people actually started coming to church because they actually knew someone. They met someone. It is wonderful when we had the picnic because we had started reaching out and people got to know us. And the reason why is that they knew us. They got to talk to us. And here's the thing, they like us. That's the biggest thing. Have you ever gone to a church? You know, we, we used to say that we were the friendly church. Well, would you ever go to a church that was unfriendly? I don't think so. We have to go out into the world. That means putting ourselves on the line. We get into the point of, well, maybe God will do this. Maybe God will bring people in. Well, God will bring people in if we actually go out. How do we represent church? Or how do we represent Christ in a world that doesn't like us? K.A. Ellis in an article in Christianity Today, writes, while religious liberty is worth protecting, it's not our ultimate goal. Our true goal is perseverance and faithfulness in showing forth the kingdom of God. That means, what is our goal here? What is the goal of this church? What is the goal that you have? And it's this. To love God and to love others. And in order to love others, we have to go out and preach the gospel and to make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are ambassadors. So at some point, when we're reaching out to people, Do not look at their past. Look at where they are now. And begin a dialogue. And it's very easy if people go, Well, God will never forgive me. You simply say, Yes, He has. Because I have. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, you caught us to be your servants, to be your messengers, to be your ambassadors. And Lord, that sounds daunting. That sounds scary. But Lord, we can only do this through the power of the Holy Spirit because we do not save, you do. We have to be your hands. We have to be your feet. We have to be your mouths. We have to be your ears. It's not enough to pray for people to come here, we, hearing your call, need to go out and to reach the unchurch and tell them that they're loved. Tell them that they are forgiven. Tell them that there is hope. And only then will they find that true peace they're searching for. So, Lord, use us as your ambassadors. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our true goal has to be God. So the the question in this that I have for you, if we're ambassadors, what do we do next? Because you can't hide from it. You can't just say, well, that was really good for church and I can do that there. There. What are you going to do? Again, the question is, what are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do today? So, um, Daniel, I'm going to put you on the spot for just a a second. If you're playing flag football, and you have guys playing, and if someone in the neighborhood wanted to come up and play, would you let them? Yes. Yes. The the answer would be yes, yes. I'm just saying. So, uh, Bill Smith, you're uh, available to go play flag football uh, today. You just walk across. It's right by your yard. Just walk across, and you can play flag football now. Oh, yes. We know, Bill. I know. But but that's just it. You you talk to someone, and hey. What about inviting people to your house or out on neutral ground, like for coffee? It starts by an invitation. It starts by saying, hello, how are you? It starts with um, Jean By talking to someone, and, and I'm going to share that because you shared it in Sunday school, but someone had talked about a surgery coming up, And you simply said, well, can I have our church pray for her? By by the way, her name's Betty. She's having uh, knee replacement surgery in November, sometime in November. And you said, simply, can I pray? Or can our church pray? And what happened? Her face lit up and said, absolutely. It begins that conversation. And now there's a little bit more relationship between you and Betty, that wasn't there. It's a very simple statement. Very simple. Can I pray for you? And sometimes pray for them right then and there. Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't like it when I, when I have to pray. I don't know what to pray. Every one of you has prayed. Basically, I can ask anyone to come up and pray. Because all, all I want you to do is change I to we and maybe you're not comfortable but one on one pray with them any other suggestions of what we might do you're thinking about it aren't you well let's let's go to the Lord for guidance gracious Lord We pray on this day that as ambassadors of Christ we start doing just that. To reach people. And Lord, give us the words. Because Lord, we'll just mess it up if it's from us. So Lord, you have to take the lead. You have to be in charge. You have to give us the words. And also give us the courage. Because Lord, it's very scary out there. But you've got your plan and we need to follow. So Lord, hear our prayer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. thought I would actually quote uh, was from the movie The Grinch. And it was making me think about it when I was saying Jesus came into my heart. And one of the things that The Grinch was doing when he was thinking about the things that he should do or for his plan, one of the things he said, solve world hunger, tell no one. And I realized If Jesus has come into our hearts, why aren't we telling people? It's like we have the answer to eternal life, and we're not telling people. We have the greatest gift of all times in our hearts. That is what we need to share with others. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we leave here today, help us to tell others about Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.